If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Warning. You're about to enter the arena and join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Battleground Live. Um, It's awesome to be here with you all today. Uh, Guess what? Uh, Today is uh, Emma, my daughter. It is her 13th birthday. It is... It's kind of an amazing thing that that she's a teenager all of a sudden. I mean, she's 13 going on on, I think, like 30. <laughs> she's very, very mature. Um, but it is it was interesting. I as I sort of you stumble on being a father, right? You learn along the way. And my first son is Ethan, and and he's he's gonna be 15 now, uh very soon. And, you know, I spent the majority of of his time when he was a baby, just chasing around and doing boy stuff and kind of wrestling with him. And, and he absolutely loved it. And I'll never forget when I, you know, boys and girls really are different. Uh, and again, as a father, you sort of just stumble through this and learn as you go. Um, and, you know, I remember when Emma was born, I sort of just defaulted to, you know, playing, chasing, like wrestling. And I remember when she was old enough to talk, she would just get, she was, she was, she was absolutely horrified by it. And I remember picking her up and her just saying, no daddy. And her just (laughs) slapping me on the face a little bit. She didn't like the rough housing. So, Hey, lesson learned, but this, uh, one of my daughters and, and now I've got, I've got three. She's, she's a teenager. I've only got one left. Uh, Natalie is, is the only one who's not a teenager, uh, and she'll be a teenager soon. So, uh, happy birthday to Emma, uh, on behalf of everyone in Fort Parnell and everyone here in the chat that is just so supportive of you. We love you. We appreciate you onwards and upwards new teenager. Uh, you're going to make this country a much better place as you get older. Cause you're a fighter, you're a fierce young woman, and I know you're going to do great things. So happy birthday, Emma, um, tomorrow, because 
and this is Brock's idea. He voluntold me this. He he voluntold me that we're doing this. Um, which actually, I to be fair, I agree with this idea. Um, and I I this I tell you often that this show is is about building a community. It's about saving this country together. And my life is an open book. If you followed either of my campaigns for the House or the Senate race, I've been a public figure for over 10 years. So uh, the Internet likes to say lots of things about me. But uh, the first 10 minutes of the show on Friday, I think we're either going to come on 10 minutes early uh, or maybe just do 10 minutes at the top of the hour of, of an ask me anything. So, you know, get your questions ready uh, for the show tomorrow. And I don't care. Nothing's off the table. You can ask me about my time in Afghanistan. Uh, you can ask me about being a father, uh, about having a blended family. Um, you can ask me about what it's like to run for the House or the Senate and all the crazy, terrible, nasty things that happen behind the scenes. Some of that stuff we're going to talk about today. Um, I mean, that's the truth really is stranger than fiction sometimes. So believe me, what, I, what, what I'm going to tell you in the, in the A block will probably blow your mind or maybe it won't just because all of you all tend to have your ears to the ground on this stuff and you just know how dirty the system can be. Um, so have your questions ready tomorrow. We're going to roll this new tradition out, see if you like it. And if we if you don't like We'll, we'll adjust fire a little bit and go back to the regular format. But every Friday, we're going to do an Ask Me Anything. Uh, 10 minutes, Brock is telling me 10 minutes, 10 minutes prior to the show. Um, so I look forward to that. And as always, if you're part of Parnell's Platoon and you are watching this show, and we had almost 100 in the live chat prior to the show today, which was absolutely amazing. I mean, I can't, I can't believe it. Thank you all for your support as always. Um, but make sure that you take the time hit the like button, smash that like button on this video or that little green thumb under the video. Rumble notices that. Uh, when Rumble notices that, advertisers notice that. When advertisers notice that, it allows me to build a studio so I can get away from the cat litter box. That's the goal. And we are on track to doing that. Yesterday, we eclipsed 6,000 subscribers. And folks, we haven't been doing that for this long. We're already past 6,000 subscribers. So uh, none of this is possible without you. And by the way, we're inching ever closer to catching Wendy on her subscribers. While I always think she'll probably be ahead of me in, in, in this fashion, we're, we're getting closer. And I have you to thank for that. So thank you. Uh, and also subscribe to this channel. It is and always will be free. Battleground Live airs Monday through Friday every single night at 5 p.m. And what we endeavor to do here is to give you, you know, straight facts so that you can stand on that pillar of truth and fight back against the radical left. Be unafraid. As I tell you, every show, we can no longer afford to be the silent majority. Our country is at risk and it's our duty and responsibility and our obligation to protect it. So on the show today, You'll see that the title is America is coming apart at the seams. And, and this is happening in a number of different ways. We're going to talk about the politics of personal destruction and character assassination. We're going to talk about the border and Ukraine. One of those is being funded. The other one is not. I bet you know which one is being funded. We're going to talk about Ken Paxton on election integrity. He said something that caught my eye and I think will inspire you because this is a guy that gets it. 
uh, all of that today and more on the show. But first, I just want to thank Deepwell. They're a founding sponsor of this program. They're an amazing oil and gas company led and operated by American patriots who believe in the greatness of America. They believe in American energy independence, and they're a great company to work for. They're hiring right now. They invested into this and sponsored this, this show when it was in its infancy, when no one believed in us. And so we're grateful to have them here and they've been with us every step of the way. So if you're looking for a job, hey, they're not just hiring in oil fields to do the really super difficult work. They've also got some office positions available too. So go to deepwellservices.com, check them out. You'll love them. They're a great company. So thank you to Deepwell for being a company that's just chock full of American patriots. And thank you for the faith that you've placed in this program. So now, on to the first segment of the day, and this is a, this is a part of the show that that's deeply personal to me. Something happened recently with with Russell Brand, Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard is is the guy that Sound of Freedom is based on. The movie that that exposes a massive child sex trafficking ring in the world. Uh, Sound of Freedom, of course, set records at the box office, but uh, something that happened with Tim Ballard and, and also Rudy Giuliani, all of these men, and, and, and frankly, Elon Musk, were accused of some form of sexual misconduct, sex crimes, or financial crimes all this week. Um, and I wanted to lead in the show talking about that. And I didn't want to talk, I mean, this, some of these things broke on uh, earlier in the week on Monday, but sometimes when stories break, I, I, I just I see them happen and I just want to pause a little bit, let the dust settle to see where the facts are and try to sort things out on on my own a little bit. And and what do all three of these people have in common? Rudy Giuliani, Russell Brand, Tim Ballard, all of these people speak out and are very, very, very vocal about things that are diametrically opposed to the system's narrative that they try to force on the will of the people. Russell Brand, these allegations emerge as he speaks out about the military industrial complex in Washington, D.C., Big Pharma, the vaccine, uh, Tim, and of course, Tim Ballard of the Sound of Freedom exposing pedophile rings all over the world, Rudy Giuliani, who's a Trump ally, again, America's mayor, uh, his leadership through a very tumultuous period in the wake of 9-11 was nothing short of inspiring. So what they're doing to Rudy Giuliani is horrific. But Rudy Giuliani was was accused, I, I personally believe falsely, by a former Trump aide named Cassidy Hutchinson. Um, but for those of you all who don't know Cassidy Hutchinson, and this is from Greg Price on Twitter. Uh, and look, my goal here, it, it's not to... I I... As I told you in the lead-in, I've got, I'm happily married. Melanie is the fiercest, most independent, strong woman that I have ever met. And I love every second of, of being with her. And I love all of my children and I love my daughters and I want them to grow up and, and not experience sexual harassment in, in the worst place. God forbid not be sexually assaulted. And God, if that ever happens, like, like I will go after whoever does that. You don't have to worry about anybody else. I got that handled. But I, I, I and I've heard stories fr from Melanie about some of the terrible experiences she's had in, in the workplace. And, and I don't want that for anyone, any woman. And so I'm not saying that we should completely and totally discard what these these women are saying or that they shouldn't be heard. And I just think it's important to say that. Um, 
And obviously for me, this is something that's deeply, deeply personal. Um, I, I also was, was falsely accused, um, at the height of my Senate race, you know, I had, I had gotten in the Senate race. I, I, I love this country, wanted to change this country for the better, believe in the constitution, had president Trump's endorsement, had the party in the state of of or Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and this is in 2021 uh, when I got in the race, had the party completely united. We even had Parnell's platoon back then, which was our army of volunteers and door knockers. And I mean, we just rocked and rolled. We had something really, really special going. And, you know, I've, I've, I've gone through a, a divorce, which by the way, you know, I, I never saw that being part of, of my life. Um, you know, you don't, you don't get married and think that, hey, someday I might be divorced. Sometimes life just throws you a curveball and you've got to roll with the with the punches sometimes. And certainly not something that that I, I expected. And if you have kids and you're in the midst of divorce, there's always custody fights. I mean, sometimes not always, but most of the time there are custody fights. And kids tend to be trapped in the middle, which is extremely unfortunate for children because you know, they just want to love both mom and dad. They didn't sign up for the whole divorce thing. They didn't sign up for the whole custody thing. Um, you know, they just deserve to, to, to have access to both parents. That's my own personal view on it. Um, and so I get in the race, every judge in, in Western Pennsylvania, uh, after I declare for Senate, uh, there's a full bench recusal in, in Western Pennsylvania, uh, in my County, every single judge full bench recusal. Uh, at the time I thought, Boy, that's kind of weird. It's kind of crazy that that happened. But when you're running for Senate, you got a million and one things going on. You just don't think anything of it. Then the Pennsylvania Supreme Court specially appoints a judge that's not uh, from my county over just my case uh, at the time, just my case. Um, I keep rolling for Senate. I, I Again, I mean, maybe part of me thought that some of this stuff was, was just a little bit strange. Um but again, it's just, if you're running for Senate, you're moving out, you're drawing fire, you're trying to raise money, you're trying to bring people together, you're trying to deliver an inspiring message again in a state the size of Pennsylvania, where there are 67 counties, um, gets pretty busy. Then I get Trump's endorsement. Um, and, and not even exaggerating that same night, that same night, just a mere few hours after I got President Trump's endorsement. And we, by the way, we had just done polling that had us up over 30 points in the primary and up over six points over Fetterman, who is now the mindless vegetable that represents the state of Pennsylvania and the United States Senate in Washington. We were up six points over him based on our internal polling uh, more than a full year before Election Day. Now, that's a long time. Anything can change. But that's fairly significant for a Republican in the state of Pennsylvania when there are more registered Democrats than there are Republicans in the state. So we were crushing it. Uh, a couple hours after I get President Trump's endorsement, Tons of stuff leaks to the to the media and to my donors. So VA medical records, my private VA medical records, uh, custody documents, some of which were sealed. I'll, I mean, you name it, it was leaked. And I was shocked by this. How does this happen? Uh, I didn't know how to deal with it. And so I was left as a candidate and I didn't have enough money to spend $20 million to go up on TV and tell people that this stuff was all false. Um, and, and by the way, what the media was doing is they were taking some of these documents and they were clipping them out of context or reporting them in ways that was deeply, deeply harmful to, to not just my campaign. At this point, that was a secondary concern for me, but it was harmful to my family and my children. They didn't care. 
Um, so I asked uh, the court, hey, please seal the trial because uh, we had an, I had an up and coming custody trial at the time. I asked the court to please seal uh, the court case to protect my children. You know, I'm running for Senate. I mean, the people can ask me any questions. The media can ask me any questions. We're doing an ask me anything tomorrow. You all can ask me any questions. As I told you, I'm an open book. Um, but that was denied. And I understand why it was on a constitutional basis. Open courts are a founding premise of our country. But my thought process was my kids are little. They didn't ask for this. They deserve to be protected. And here's the thing, though. It, the media sued me. Billion dollar media company sued me to keep my case open to the. To, so I immediately I thought, boy, these people, first of all, why are these multi-million, multi-billion dollar media conglomerate suing me. I'm just a middle-class guy. I can't afford to go toe-to-toe with them. And what's interesting about this, so juxtapose the media suing me, middle-class Senate candidate from from Western Pennsylvania, from humble beginnings, wounded in Afghanistan, left leaves the military broken, broken, comes back, gets called out by the president of the United States. And the story that can only, only be, only happen in the greatest country on the face of this planet. And that's this one. Uh, you go from that to, you know, the, the media suing me to keep my custody trial open, which at the time was about extracurricular activities and, and school. I mean, it was about like nothing. So I'm like, why are they suing me over this? And so juxtapose that, by the way, to what's happening today where you have ABC, CBS, NBC. <laughs> they're not suing the D.C. Circuit Courts or Judge Chutkin to keep that trial open, Right. <laughs> they they don't give a damn about that because they want that they they just they don't want the american people learning anything about the corruption that's inherent there you know so they they, they hey they're like uh sandra bullock from the bird box see no evil hear no evil they're just they're willfully ignorant there but boy they wanted access to mine um couldn't go toe to toe with them i was accused in that custody trial and by the way uh accusations that were long, long old, like deter, uh, dismissed, withdrawn, expunged by a judge in Western Pennsylvania three years prior, but were allowed to be trotted out uh, for reasons unknown to me. Um, again, in a case that was just supposed to be about extracurricular activities and homework. Um, and I was, com- my Senate campaign obviously was completely derailed, but but perhaps, it not perhaps, without a doubt, more important than that, my family was essentially uh, torn apart at the seams and the media, they, they failed to tell you that, I mean, basically they, they only reported the accusations. They, you know, at the very, very end, if I was lucky, and by the way, you know, this is a custody trial in, in a, a custody trial, right? This isn't a criminal trial. There's not a crim. there's not a criminal, there's not a, there's not a criminal standard at play here. This is a custody trial. It's basically, he said, she said stuff. I mean, it's like, there's no clear and convincing evidence that's required. It's basically like the, the I believe him, I believe her. And it's, there's, it's all completely subjective, you know? Um, so the evidence standards in custody trials and civil court are completely different from criminal. But I, I remember, I remember, thinking that you know, every single media outlet in the country is at my custody trial. I mean, it had People Magazine writing about it, had Rolling Stone writing about it, every single local media company writing about it. I was completely overwhelmed. Not only did I have to deal with a campaign, but to deal with relentless attacks on my family. Every single media outlet, except for one, Breitbart, it seemed like their communication with each other about this narrative that I was a broken 
angry, violent combat veteran that was a danger to my wife and my children. That's all that that was what they reported over and over and over again. And if I was lucky at the end, they would say, and Trump denies all all allegations completely. And that's if I was lucky. Um, They didn't bother to report the findings of the actual trial when it came out. They just left the allegations floating out there forever. When I finally got... Uh, the verdict and the custody verdict, I just realized there's there's no way I can I can dedicate myself to serving the people when I've just got to focus on my little kids. And this was years ago. I mean, they were just little at the time. Um, and so my point is. The media was relentless in their pursuit of politics, of character, assassination and personal destruction. They they reported only the accusations. And again, I was lucky if they said Sean Parnell denies. Um, they never reported the findings of, of the, the full context of the findings of the actual judge after the fact. So their mission, and they communicated, I saw them working together. And again, you're going through this, right? I, I saw it with my own two eyes. They coordinated together with just ruthless efficiency, singularly focused on destroying me. And the bias was unbelievable, like nothing I had ever seen before. And I've never been, never once been charged with a crime, convicted with a crime. I was the honor grad in literally everything that I've done. I've never had an issue at work, never had an issue with my family, never had, I had custody of my kids prior to this. The media didn't report any of that. They asked zero, zero critical questions. Zero, their, their singular mission was destroying me. Um, it's not just destroying me, destroying my Senate campaign. And if I was destroyed along with it, well, so be it. And along with my family, so be it, you know? Um, but it was crazy to me, uh, how just ruthlessly efficient that they were. And, uh, I'm seeing something like this play out again now. And if you don't, if you don't, if you don't believe me or you want to verify, throw my name into Google and look at what comes up first. Um, and then do a side-by-side throw Senator Raphael Warnock's name into Google, throw him right up there. Um, you'll see all this stuff, all this, all these false accusations and stuff on this custody trial. For me, Raphael Warnock went through the exact same thing, exactly the same thing in the 2022 cycle at the same time as me, the media didn't ask him any questions about it. They didn't report about it. You pull his name up on Google. You will not see a damn thing about it. The only difference he was a Democrat and I was a Republican. I had the wrong politics. And I'm seeing the same thing play out today with guys like Russell Brand. And I'm not saying Russell Brand, Tim Ballard, Rudy Giuliani. Okay. I'm not saying that we shouldn't listen to these, to these women. We should. I mean, we should. Absolutely. I'm not saying that we should dismiss them, but can we at least acknowledge that the timing of all of these things, all of these people, Russell Brand, Tim Ballard, Rudy Giuliani, and even Elon Musk, financial crime, sexual assault, sexual misconduct, all at the same time, all at the same time. This comes on the heels of a federal government that for the last three years, we've watched the Department of Justice work behind the scenes to destroy ordinary Americans. And and also, while publicly trying to show people, trying to paint the false picture that everything is just working just as it should. It's completely fair and impartial. In fact, Merrick Garland was on the Hill just yesterday 
essentially telling you that justice was blind. But anybody that is thinking for themselves and the scales are off of their eyes and they see things clear, they know that something just doesn't add up. And so you look at what happened with, with Russell Brand. And this is, this is what I'm building to here. This story broke today where the, the United Kingdom, the Brits, wrote a letter to social media companies demanding, and I'm going to read this letter to you here because putting it up on the screen would just be too difficult for you to, for you to see. But I'm going to read this to you. Uh, this is from the Culture, Media, and Sports Committee from the House of Commons in London. Okay, it's, it, and This is to Chris Pavlosky, who is the chief executive officer of Rumble. We would be grateful if you could confirm whether Mr. Brand is able to monetize his content, including his videos relating to the serious accusations against him. If so, we would like to know whether Rumble intends to join YouTube in suspending Mr. Brand's ability to earn money on the platform. So this confirms this confirms what we already know from the Twitter files and already suspected in the wake of the 2020 election. This is big tech. or This is Western governments. And yes, this is the UK, but you can be damn sure that the Biden administration in Washington, D.C. is doing the same damn thing with these big tech companies and trying to censor, destroy, demonetize, cancel people who think, dif- think differently. And I'll show you why. I'll show you exactly the double standard in a second, but stay with me here. This collusion between big government and big corporations, and in this case, big tech, is highly, highly dangerous. Now, Russell Brand has, you know, he's not been charged with the crime. He's been accused. He's not been charged with a crime. He hasn't been convicted, yet the United Kingdom, and you can bet the U.S. government isn't far behind, are trying to destroy this man's ability to, one, make a living, and two, actually defend himself publicly about these videos. Now, YouTube, of course, towed the line with big government and immediately demonetized Russell Brand's page, which has millions and millions of followers. And again, I'm not I'm not carrying water for Russell Brand, okay? Russell Brand can defend himself. He doesn't need me, okay? And I understand that I've I've been falsely accused before. I know how personally harmful it can be. And yes, I I wholesale acknowledge that this is personal for me, but I not but Russell Brand can defend himself. I'm talking about really the whole idea that that, that he's there's no such thing as innocent until proven guilty. The accusations in the process is is the point. The accusations in the process itself is enough to destroy someone's life, man or woman. And how have we gotten to a point in our culture where we're gang tackling people over accusations and throwing them to the wolves and ruining their lives? Russell Brand is married. He's got children. He's turned around his life. And I would also say that none of these allegations, (laughs) none of these allegations were ever brought forth while Russell Brand was was perceived to be a woke liberal. It was only now that his platform is so big and he's speaking out against you know, very, very powerful companies and obviously very, very powerful big government that they're coming from that these accusations suddenly emerge. And by the way, it, they didn't, they, it's like, I'm always suspicious of accusations that have a marketing campaign behind them, like a PR team. And in the case of Russell Brand, and again, I'm, I, I'm, kind of discounting some of these accusations, but I'm willing to hear out the evidence is my point. But, you know, 
you got a, a wholesale documentary series with actresses playing the, the women accusers and voiceovers to maintain their anonymity. But meanwhile, we're going after Russell Brand with with, you know, torches and pitchforks and trying to demonetize him and destroy his life over just accusations, serious accusations, but accusations. Isn't this all for supposed supposed to happen in the courts, not in, in, in public opinion? And so Rumble's response is really what I'm building to here. And this is why I'm on this platform. And this is why if you're watching this program, you should be telling your family and friends to get the hell off of YouTube and get onto Rumble because this this platform is the last line of defense for free speech in this country. They don't care what the government says to them. They don't care about the threats. They, they at this point are refusing to bend the knee. I'm going to read you a portion of Rumble's response here. We regard it as deeply, and oh, we're going to put it up on the screen. Thanks, Brock. We regard it as deeply inappropriate and dangerous that the UK Parliament would attempt to control who is allowed to speak on our platform or earn a living from doing so. Singling out an individual and demanding his ban is even more disturbing, given the absence of any connection between the allegations and his content on Rumble. We don't agree with the behavior of many Rumble creators, but we refuse to penalize them for actions that have nothing to do with our platform. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our company's values and mission. We emphatically reject the UK Parliament's demands. Hell yes. That is what right looks like. If you are watching this show, we're just over 6,000 subscribers in Parnell's platoon now. But if every one of you tells a family and friend to join this platform, subscribe to this show, we can talk about this stuff freely here. This is the last line of defense for free speech. And this is why I'm here on this platform, especially after YouTube demonetized and destroyed me after my Senate campaign ended the way that it did. So again, I've experienced this stuff personally. Um, but here, I want to circle back to Jen Psaki, circle back to, um, you know, Rudy Giuliani here for a second. And again, he was he was accused of groping of groping Cassidy Hutchinson. Let me let me just remind you a little bit about who Cassidy Hutchinson is. I'm going to read this to you. This is from Greg Price on Twitter. If you're not following his account, you should, because he is phenomenal. Um he just says, I want to remind everybody that Cassidy Hutchinson is a proven liar and everything she told the January 6th committee under oath was disputed by firsthand witnesses. Let's review. Claim. Hutchinson testified that Donald Trump assaulted Secret Service agents and lunged for the wheel of the beast on January 6th because they wouldn't take him to the Capitol. Reality. Lead Secret Service agent uh, Bobby Engel, as well as the driver, both testified under oath that it wasn't true. <laughs> it's like the firsthand witnesses directly refute uh, her claim. Um, oh, I'm getting up. Get Melanie, Commander Melanie, Steel City Ken, you gave $5 in the Super Chats. Thank you. God bless you. 100% of what's given in the Super Chats goes right back into investing in this studio. So thank you. Um, Okay, second claim by Hutchinson. She testified that former White House counsel Pat Cipollone personally warned her not to allow Trump to go to the Capitol or we're going to get charged with every crime imaginable. Reality. According to multiple witnesses, Cipollone was not at the White House when Hutchinson claimed. Claim. 
Hutchinson testified that she was personally was personally had personally handwritten a note at the direction of Mark Meadows regarding a potential statement for then President Donald Trump to release during the January 6th attack. Reality. Former Trump White House lawyer Eric Hirschman released a statement saying he had, in fact, written a note. Are you seeing a trend here? Claim. Hutchinson testified that former senior Justice Department official Jeff Clark strategized at the White House with Rudy Giuliani and the Trump campaign to object to the election. Reality. They never met each other. Additionally, she worked for a Trump. She worked for Trump a full nine weeks after January 6th and in her private texts with friends that were reported by the Federalist and the Daily Caller at the time. She joked about the riot on January 6th, said that the January 6th committee was, quote, phony and, quote, earmuffs earmuffs if you got kids around and quote bullshit (laughs) and begged trump officials for financial assistance after being subpoenaed by the committee now she's selling a book and going on mad out now you see this is this is the point people who go after other people who speak out against their regime in this country are celebrated and enriched There are people in this country who say horrific, horrific things, even about active shooters. Let's just say Columbine with zero and I mean zero repercussions. In fact, in most cases, if they're the right political ideology, they're celebrated. Let's listen to Russell Brand. I'm sorry. Let's listen to Howard Stern, uh, rather, in the wake of the horrific Columbine shooting in 1999. Here's some kids that said they were in the school when it happened. Hey, John. Yeah. Yo. How's it going? All right. This is Howard? Yeah. Oh, man. I lived like a mile and a half in the school, man. I had a couple friends that were there, and I talked to them yesterday. What'd they say? They said that it was just a bunch of chaos, shooting, and... Boy, a bunch of good-looking girls go to that school. That guy was right. The guy who called in, he was a little too excited, but... You know, it, was like, it was like really good-looking girls running out of there with their hands over their heads. Yeah, I think the bomb teams are still working. Did those kids try to have sex with any of the good-looking girls? They didn't even do that. At least if you're going to go kill yourself and kill all the kids, like, why wouldn't you have some sex? Yeah, I would think that I, I would want some sex. Probably. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to kill some people, I'd take them out with some sex. I guess they were getting a rush from what they were doing. They seemed like they, these guys were really against the good-looking girls because the good-looking girls wouldn't pay attention to them. I think the good-looking girls will be begging them to live, and they go, you don't have to beg because you're going to be dead in a minute. That, that is horrific. That is horrific. Yet Howard Stern was given a complete pass. Why? Because, I mean, just yesterday, and this is just Sean talking, but I'm pretty damn sure I'm right. Yesterday, he made headlines by saying, I'm woke and I'm proud. You see, Howard Stern is a radical communist leftist who, by the way, has been afraid to leave his home for the past three years because of COVID. I mean, it tells you everything that you really need to know about Howard Stern. He was never the edgy, in-your-face guy that he was. He was just a boot-licking government stooge of a mouth breather who says horrific things about young girls in the wake of a tragedy that they will likely remember for the rest of their lives. Was he canceled for that? Of course he wasn't canceled for that. He now is probably, I think, in the number one radio host in the entire country. No one even talks about it. In fact, how about Lizzo? No, I'm not talking about Garden State Lizzo, Chris Christie. I'm talking about actual Lizzo, the, the musician. She was accused of horrific abuse, abusive behavior towards her backup dancers. Lizzo still has a monetized YouTube channel. 
Cardi B admitted to luring men with sex, drugging, and robbing them. She admitted to this. She still has a monetized YouTube channel. R. Kelly was convicted on eight counts of sex trafficking. R. Kelly still has a monetized YouTube channel. Sammy the Bull, the mobster, (laughs) he admitted to participating in 19 murders. He discusses these murders in detail on his channel, and YouTube pays him for it. I got that one from my friend Alec Lace. But clearly, you see the double standard here. Where as long as you agree with the regime, you can say and do whatever the hell you want. We still don't know who was on Epstein's client list. But man, they've dug into every line on Donald Trump's bank account. What's Donald Trump's crime? Oh, yeah, he has issues with the way the 2020 election was handled and he dared speak out about it. And oh, by the way, issues that millions upon millions of Americans have as well. He's guilty of wanting to save the country. They're trying to cancel him. They're trying to destroy him. I mean, it's hard for Donald Trump to even to do business to his kids to get mortgages. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous what they're doing to that family. But if you're any any one of these people who actually were convicted of horrific crimes, or even in some cases accused, doesn't matter. As long as you have the right political ideology in this country, you can get away with murder. And in fact, that's not an exaggeration because that's exactly what Black Lives Matter and that's exactly what Antifa did for the for damn near a year leading into the 2020 election. And almost universally, all their charges were dropped. So my point is, is that Russell Brand and every one of these other people, while we need to listen to the to to these accusations and indeed take them seriously, we should not convict these people in the court of public opinion. There's a thing in this country called due process, and everyone is entitled to it. So, but they're being attacked like this and attempted to be demonetized, which which is again, to me, just it's not it's obviously related to the horrific. It's it's obviously related to the accusations, but they're being attacked in the way that they are because of their political philosophy. Period. End of story. They're speaking out and pushing back against the regime narrative, and they have very big and powerful platforms. That's it. And so, oh, man, it's a very serious topic for me. And I only said mouth breather once, now twice. So if you're watching the show, I don't remember quite what the mouth breather over under was, but we will get there. Have a couple drinks in the meantime. Yes, we talk about very, very serious topics on this show. And because of that, maybe it's appropriate to have a couple drinks throughout the show just to, to keep just to keep your cool, you know, uh, just so that you can relax. Um, but all over the headlines today uh, was our border. And again, I talked about America coming apart at the seams. The first the, the intro to the show and, and the politics of personal destructions and character assassination is, is just part of it. When people can't speak without being destroyed with whether they're false allegations or just just the accusations themselves destroy people. When people can't speak or are afraid to speak, that's political terrorism. And if one side's afraid to speak, it means the other side completely dominates. Who's dominating now? The radical left. And look at our border. Over the past three weeks, okay, folks, this is not an exaggeration. Over the past three weeks, over 100,000 Illegal aliens have have 
breached our southern border and made their way into this country. 100,000. Over the past couple of months, over 200,000 illegal immigrants were flown to cities all across America by the Department of Homeland Security, the Biden administration. So much of the culture on the left about illegal immigration is shaped by celebrities and B-list celebrities and politicians uh, who advocate for this open borders nonsense. And what they think they're doing is being compassionate, but they're not. All they're doing is empowering the cartels and what has become, as I say, often a tidal wave of human suffering on the southern border. And I'm talking about women you know, that that are blessed and lucky enough to make it here alive are raped multiple times before they can even make it to the southern border. Children drown every day in the Rio Grande trying to cross into this country, all exploited by the cartels, all made possible by these crazy radical leftists, communists, mouth breeders, open borders policies. It's crazy to me that we are we are where we are in this country. But the Democrats have incentivized this and paved the way for it. It gets worse every day. A hundred thousand people, illegal aliens, streamed to this country in three weeks, all made possible by morons like Louis C.K. Watch this video and try not to have your IQ go down by 10 points as you watch. But my feeling is they should open it, the border. And just let them pour in, let everybody pour in. And and then the answer, which is, well, then there will be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here, is what I'm saying, in America. It shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle. And just keep trying to increase that for this group of people. And then everyone's, and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, and then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not Canada. It's really just from down here. Uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. And it forces people to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Mm. They're just dying, you know, weddings that are drone bombed in Yemen because the guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity not even like definite american deaths but like just so we can breathe a little easier folks die and folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them there's so much about american life that other people pay for that's part of it but also it's not good for us either it's not a good way to live in a gated community you know if if you let folks pour in like any other wave it'll kind of slosh and then y'all just things will be different I, I don't know, like, there. what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start kill, killing everybody? I don't think so. Okay, folks, earmuffs, please. If you got kids around, cover their ears. That guy? Okay, that guy is a complete and total dipshit. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know my buddy Bongino says that a lot. There's so much wrong with what he says. This dude is worth tens of millions of dollars. He lives in a gated community. He's advocating for policies policies that will never, ever, ever affect him. You know, like, let's send a bus full of illegal aliens to his house and see if Louis C.K. will volunteer to take them all in. 
Let's see how he how he enjoys 150 migrants gallivanting around his neighborhood while his kids walking to and to and from the bus stop at school. You know, see these celebrities in this country, they take advantage of the freedom that has been bestowed upon them. They fundamentally do not understand what it costs to protect and defend that freedom. What people have given, what people have sacrificed for this country. He said that people die Immigrants die in the third world because of so that we could live the way that we do here. I'm sorry. I see things completely differently. We had tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans die during World War II, saving the world from from the Nazi blitzkrieg. Men and men who stormed the beaches of, of Normandy and scaled the cliffs at Point de Hoc and fought through hedgerows at Normandy and liberated concentration camps all over Europe. These men and these women, they saved the free world. There are Americans buried in France right now who fought to defend the world. And in fact, Americans have been fighting to defend the freedom of other nations for damn near 100 years now. And when countries are are in the midst of great natural disasters, whether it's a tsunami in, 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 in Thailand, They're not calling for Iran or Russia or China. They're calling for the United States. And they're calling for U.S. Marines to help them. When an earthquake shook Pakistan in 2005, I think, and killed 80,000 people, Americans, helicopter crews in Afghanistan diverted missions to help people of Pakistan who likely did not care for them much at all. But we did it because America is is the best, most benevolent superpower in the face of the planet. So the idea that we're somehow exploitative is abhorrent to me. And and, and also, the things that Louis C.K. is saying, it does nothing but create tens of thousands of victims, not just men, but also women and children, made possible by total idiots privileged, leftist, American, mouth-breathing celebrities who think they're being compassionate, but are really helping to destroy this country. It's just, it's just absolutely horrific what's happening at our southern border. I'm going to show you some videos right now. I mean, maybe you've seen them, maybe you haven't, but I, I told Brock leading into the show tonight that you have to see them. You have to bear witness to this because I'm telling you, We are being invaded right now. And indeed, the governor of Texas just declared an invasion at the southern border. You're not going to know that if you watch, you know, corporate or mainstream media. Maybe if you watch Fox News or Newsmax, maybe. But we are being invaded. The governor of Texas just declared an invasion in a state of emergency. So let's let's roll these videos, Brock. Check this out. Look at that. These are thousands of migrants. You're listening. We're looking at a video of thousands of migrants, mostly Venezuelan. They continue to to just cross the Darien Gap in mass, trying to reach the United States of America. I mean, look at that. Look at that. That looks like uh, I mean, that's tens of thousands of people coming into this country, most of whom are what you call in the military fighting age males. It's crazy. Uh, check. Let's let's uh, move to the next video here, Brock. This is a a video 
Um, and this is, again, the emergency declaration had been issued in Eagle Pass, Texas, after a surge of migrants invaded the southern border. 11,500, 11,500 people streamed into the Eagle Pass today in Texas, which is why Governor Abbott declared a state of emergency. You remember the people, let's check out this next video. Uh, you remember the very same people, and I think I got this from Red Voice Media, which is a, a great independent conservative media company. Um, but the very same people who freaked out over buses of illegals being sent to sanctuary cities, they're silent as trainloads. Look at this. Look at this right here on the screen, folks. Like, check this out. Thousands of migrants coming into this country on trains. Again, the Border Patrol Union from September 1st through through the 20th, the Biden administration ordered the release of more 100,000 illegal immigrants. They ordered, you heard that correctly. The Biden administration ordered the release of 100,000 illegal immigrants. And and according to the the Border Patrol Union, that is, that's enough to double the population of cities like Yuma, Arizona. It's all about disrupting this country and destabilizing this country. You're watching this invasion and the destruction of our country happen in real time, made possible by you know, Pete folks, celebrities who take this our freedom for granted and they weaponize it and, and, and causing great strife and great human tragedy, idiots and mouth breathers like Louis C.K. and idiots and mouth breathers, Democrats in our government. And the people of this country, not just Republicans, okay? Because I guarantee you, again, if you got kids watching, go earmuffs real quick. I guarantee you, as there are every show, there are shit libs watching this show that are like, oh, racist, xenophobe, Republican, terrible. It ain't just, hey, I got news for you. I got news for you, libs. It is not just Republicans, you know, objecting to this ridiculous open borders policy. Uh, Check out the Chicago mayor defying his residents. And by the way, the Chicago mayor secretly signed a $26 million contract to build camps from to build camps for illegal migrants in the city. But as long as the people who, by the way, are sick and tired of this, as long as they don't know about it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, go ahead and roll this video, Brock. I wanted to know if there is a capacity limit and what is what is that limit if there is one and what is why can't we close the borders of Chicago or the state of Illinois in the first place? Why can't we close the borders? I don't know if there's a limit. I do know that when you are seeking asylum, you are granted protections from the U.S. to not return. So that is the process that folks are going through when they come here, when they get their interview, and then the Texas governor sends them to Illinois, and specifically Chicago. So they get to come, once they do an interview in Texas, they get to come regardless. Texas says, you're an asylum seeker, you're being persecuted, so yeah, you can leave your country and come here and go wherever you want. Not Texas. This is the federal government is the one that does the process around asylum seeking. It is Texas who is making the decision to send them to Chicago. And that, that's what I wanted to know. Can and we say, no, we won't take anymore? It has to come from the federal government. Now, okay. Oh, I'm getting word from Aunt Cindy, who not only is she a steadfast watcher of the Wendy Bell radio program and a big fan of Brock. Um, she also listens to this show or watches this show every night. And Aunt Cindy, we love you. 
the kids all miss you. But she's informing me, informing me that Stan Salty gave five bucks in the super chat. Thank you for that. Again, 100% goes to building this new studio. So thank you very much. Um, okay, pay attention. Those were residents of Chicago. Can't we close the border to raucous applause? Now, the people of Chicago vote overwhelmingly Democrat, and they voted overwhelmingly Democrat in in the last election cycle. Okay. Uh, but things are getting bad there. It's just a question of how bad are things going to have to get for the residents of Chicago to change their vote. I reckon it's going to have to get pretty bad, but it seems to me that the people are getting real tired of it and they're rising up in their community and they're asking very tough questions like what the hell is going on? Our cities, our towns, our streets are overrun by migrants, and that is not safe for our children or our families. It's, and, and I want to point something else out. You notice how he said that the governor of Texas, a.k.a. Republicans, are doing this? It's not Republicans doing this. Now, of course, the governor of Texas flew some people up in a plane here and there. Uh, governor DeSantis sent people up to Martha's Vineyard, like 50 people. Do you remember what happened in Martha's Vineyard? They freaked out. Oh, we can't handle this. Oh, my gosh. I, we're from Martha's Vineyard. We shouldn't have to deal with migrants in our town. They were literally these migrants were shipped out of their town like like in less than 12 hours, a level of efficiency displayed by the government that I have never seen in my li <laughs> lifetime. But they got those migrants, these these limousine liberals got these migrants out of their town as fast as humanly possible. Um, but yeah, of course, you know, Governor Abbott, Governor DeSantis and some of the Republican governors in sub southern states have have sent migrants, a busload here, a plane, a plane load there to some of these cities. But it's not. I'm going to key you in on something here, folks. It's not Republican governors that are doing this. I showed you a video of the Border Patrol last week controlled by the Biden administration that are, that are releasing. Hey, you want to go to Chicago? Yeah. Wait, there's nothing stopping me? I, you mean I can go to Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's stopping you. I just told you a statistic that the Department of Homeland Security, the DHS, sent over to the Biden administration, sent over 200,000 illegal aliens to cities all across this country, the Biden administration, and what is undoubtedly the largest human trafficking operation in the world, made possible because of the Biden administration, not Republican governors. But isn't it interesting that 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 because Republican governors sent people here and there and in, in small swaths of people here and there, that the Democrats took advantage of this and now are importing hundreds of thousands of immigrants to cities all across the country while these mayors and these Democrat politicians in Washington turn around and blame Republicans in power? How often do you hear KJP or any Democrats blaming, you know, uh, Katie Hobbs in Arizona? You don't. Yet the border problem in Arizona is just as bad, if not worse than it is in Texas. So you see what I'm saying? That's my point. Um, so KJP. Oh, no. Before we get to KJP, check this out. Brock, throw that image up on the screen of, of the ID cards. You see it? Let's see if we can find it. There we go. Okay. You see those right there? Those are, this is from Congressman, this, this just broke today, but those are from um, Congressman uh, Troy Nels. The Biden administration is gearing up to give photo IDs to illegal aliens being released into the United States. 
Keep in mind, the congressman says, that these images are leaked. They did not want you to see this. I'm telling you, folks, this is a huge deal. This is a huge. So not only are they are they an open board? This is all deliberate. What does that tell you? It's deliberate. It's planned. It, it's 100 percent part of their plan. Disrupt, destabilize. And so uh, KJP was asked about this in the White House press briefing today. As I told you, the border is all over the news today. So we're all over it as well. Um, something that's been going on at the border uh, you know, Governor Abbott put up barricades and razor wire to stop the flow of illegals into the state of Texas, just as a barricade. And federal government has been cutting the razor wire and removing the barricades. Why? Why? It's deliberate, folks. Listen to this question uh, that KJP was asked in the White House press briefing not more than an hour ago today. There was footage yesterday of Border Patrol cutting some of the razor wire that Texas had installed. Um, Governor Abbott has vowed to reinstall it. They have picked their, his border czar has pictures of people taking fresh razor wire out to the border to reinstall it. Is there now a federal policy of removing the barriers that Texas is installing? So here's, and, and here's, here's what I, I'll say. I would have to look into that. I did so, see those reports yesterday, but as it relates to Governor Abbott, we know what he has done this past uh, these past couple of years while this president uh, has been in office. He's he's turned this when it comes to the border. He's turned this into a political stunt. And that's what he's done over and over again. That's what I can speak to. Uh, I did see those reports. I would have to go back and, and get a sense from the team and give you an answer on that. So, again, doesn't answer the question, does not take any accountability for it at all. Again, very important, valid question. Why? Very pointedly, why is the federal government cutting the razor wire that is a barrier to prohibit illegal aliens from coming into this country? Uh, it's Oh, it's a political stunt. It's just a political prop. Well, why do you have to cut it then if it's a political prop? I mean, that's just, I guess, just common sense isn't all that common. Uh, it's not just it's not just residents in Democrat in blue cities in Democrat cities that are that are raising concerns and raising the alarms. It's also Democrat politicians who enable these policies in the first place. Let's like just say New York Governor Kathy Hochul. She was all for illegals flooding into the state. Wait, do you see this video when she just took over as governor? Let's go ahead and roll the tape. Despite where they came from or despite the circumstances that drove them to this country and to this, and to this state, we see, say you are welcome here. We are welcome with open arms and we'll work to keep you safe. We'll not only house you, but we'll protect you. And the richness of the culture and the diversity and the food and the restaurants that we know are going to be coming uh, because of these efforts are, are, are beyond measure. It's, just, it's an extraordinary part of our story. And it's woven into the story of New York and it makes us more vibrant. <laughs> oh, the culture and the food. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing. We'll house you. Come, come here to New York. We'll house you. We'll even protect you. Oh, we love you. We want you. Liberals, <laughs> these people are just completely detached from reality. So that was before. Listen to Governor Hochul now that her city's been flooded with illegal migrants that is really affecting the quality of life for actual American citizens who, you know, want to make a living, keep their kids safe and go about their life with a minimal level of crime. Check this video out. They're coming from all over, but we have to let the word out 
that when you come to New York, we're not going to have more hotel rooms. We don't have capacity. So we have to also message properly that mm. we're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else with us. <laughs> if you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. If you want to go to those red states, that's totally fine. But we don't want to see you around here in New York. Boy, isn't that a big change? Come on, come here to New York. We love you. We'll house you. We'll protect you. The food is so good and the culture and the theater and the nightlife. Oh, my, it's wonderful. No, no, we are at capacity. I'm sorry. Go somewhere else. Kathy Hochul went on in this very same interview. Uh, go ahead and let's move through this video pretty quickly, Brock. Let's roll the tape. You have to be certain that you're not going to take a, uh, support a policy that's going to draw more people because places like New York really are at capacity. You know, we have large hearts. You want to be generous and supportive to people who are experiencing humanitarian crisis, but there is a limit to what we can do. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but my God, these were the policies that you advocated for. You made this bed, lady. Now go ahead and lay in it and enjoy it. And hopefully the voters in New York State and the voters in New York City wake up to this insanity and kick your ass out of office. People like Kathy Hochul and all these other mouth-breathing Dems are bringing about the demise of this country, and it's completely and totally deliberate. Otherwise, why would they be cutting the razor wire to allow people in? Why would they be issuing identification cards to illegal immigrants who are trafficked along the border? It's completely part of their plan. CNN is even reporting on this insanity. Go ahead and roll this, Brock. There's certainly some anxiety within the administration as they see these numbers grow again. Over the course of the summer, officials were pleased with the lower numbers, the lower border crossings, as they levied consequences against those who crossed the border unlawfully. But amid shifting demographics and changing nationalities coming to the border, it makes this all the more difficult. CNN's reporting it. You know it's bad. KJP was asked, I mean, again, the worst White House press secretary in the history of the world, was asked a question by Peter Ducey about illegal immigration, about the 10 of 10,000 plus people that streamed to the country in Texas that led to the emergency declaration from the governor of Texas today. Did KJP answer that question? We'll find out in a second. Watch this. What do you call it? here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day. So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a, a, a wait, no, 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 you can't. Sorry. I'm answering. Okay, we're going to move You're on. Answering no, 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 we're moving on. Great, moving. please. In the back. No, no, you said you were stopping the, the flow back. of the border. No, no, I tried to right answer, there. Peter, okay. I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> like a very upfront question, but uh, but Republicans. Oh, actually, I'm not even going to answer. We're moving on. So she, no accountability. She doesn't answer the question. She outright lies to people over and over and over again. Yet the media celebrates her as like one of the a historic figure, the best White House press secretary in the history of the world. Who I, I mean, can't even ask her very answer very basic questions. I'm telling you all of this because not only is the border a huge crisis, but there are two parts to this crisis. We are funding Ukraine to the tune of hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it'll be, by the end of the year, over $250 billion of aid, your money, that we're giving to Ukraine to secure their border, but we're not even securing our own. 
fentanyl streams across our border from the Chinese Communist Party, past to the drug cartels, and onto our streets. And those drugs that come across our, our southern border are destroying our country. <laughs> Kensington, Philadelphia, a city in my home state. Roll this tape, Brock. Check out this video of, of the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. This is, the, this is Philadelphia. Look at this. This is, can you imagine sending your kids to school in this city? It's just hard. It's like an episode of The Walking Dead. Look at this. Look at this. This, the city of Philadelphia, the last time a Republican was in charge in the city of Philadelphia, I believe was in the 1950s, 70 years ago. Look at what the Democrat policies lead to. Suffering, drug addiction, derelict and dilapidated businesses. Look at this. This is made possible by open borders policy. This is made possible by every Democrat who holds office today. And if you're listening, this we're showing video, video of the streets of Philadelphia, Kensington, Philadelphia. People that are just completely hooked on fentanyl completely destroyed this town. And if you don't believe or you don't think that this will spread into your communities eventually, you are wrong. I mean, poor kids in a, in a New York City daycare, one overdosed and died and four over and four overdosed and are, are in the hospital right now because of, of fentanyl that was just looked like candy that was just laying around a daycare center in New York. Democrats are responsible for this. But they don't want you to even know about it. The mainstream media, all the thousands upon thousands and thousands of people that have been streaming across our border every single day, the only damn national media outlet there. Now, there are local media outlets there reporting on it. You better damn well be there because those local communities are affected by this, Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. So kudos to those local news outlets reporting on that story. But there was one national media outlet there, and it was Fox News reporting on the border. No one else is reporting on it. And because of that, half this country does not even realize that we are being invaded, our country being destroyed and flooded with drugs, drugs that looks like candy, which means they're targeting our children. When I say that 2024 is around the corner and it's a zero-sum game at this point, I mean it. These Democrats, the wholesale mission of the Republican Party in conservatives who are running, whether you're in the House of Representatives in the United States Senate or you aspire to serve this country, the mission should be the wholesale dismantling of the Democrat Party. They are terrible. They are destroying this country. And so I'll tell you this, folks. We're just about an hour into the show. We didn't get the Ken Paxton. We'll get to that tomorrow. I promise you. He talks some great stuff about election integrity. But folks. Stay in the fight. This country needs you. And if you've if you stuck with me for this full hour, thank you. I've been amazed. It's been amazing to witness this show grow like gangbusters over the over the past month. You're a member of Parnell's platoon now. You're in the fight with us. You're in the trenches with us every single day, five days a week. Battleground Live is coming at you right here on Rumble, the last line of free speech in this country. Five o'clock, Monday through Friday, be here in formation, in the trenches with us. 
We need you in this fight. We want you here. This show is about building a community. And so tomorrow, I reminded you at the top of the hour, I'm going to remind you here at the bottom, I'm doing the first ever Ask Me Anything. I can. I got lots of awesome stories, lots of things behind the curtain, Washington stuff, combat stories, what it's like to be in a blended family with five crazy kids. Again, like this video. Make sure that you rumble. Hit that little green thumb. It matters. Rumble notices. The more they notice, we get advertisers. The more advertisers we get, the faster I can get away from the cat's litter box. And that's really exciting. And for the no people that just joined the show today, people that just showed the show, I, I do my show. People think that this is an elaborate studio. It's not. It's a desk. My cat's litter box is right over there along with my furnace. I'm in the basement surrounded by chaos. Two cats, a dog, five kids, and an amazing, strong wife who helps keep everything straight, Commander Melanie. But like this video, subscribe to Battleground, the channel. It is and will always be free. The show is for you. Also, this shirt, Battleground Apparel Company. Ah, right there, right there. It is a, it's a Battleground Apparel Company. It can all be found at my website, officialseanparnell.com. This is a clothing company exclusively for American patriots, people who love this country. Commander Melanie, my amazing wife, was wearing, was rocking one of our do not comply shirts as she had to roll into a government building. I'm like, holy smokes, you're wearing a do not comply shirt into a government building. She's like, hell yeah, those are the people who need to hear it most. Rock on, Commander Melanie. She's exactly right. Uh, so we got lots of great stuff that their Battleground Apparel Company is all at officialshawnparnell.com. We got two new awesome t-shirt designs coming in real, real soon for you. But as always, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for being in the trenches with us. God bless you all. Never quit. Never surrender. And God bless this exceptional country that we call home. Take care and good night. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.